Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy here for another episode of um, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And today we are going to be talking about the future of work. Um, This is a very important topic, I feel. I started researching this a couple years ago when I taught our orienteering class at True Northam School Academy. We're offering it this year again. It's a vocational exploration class, and it's perfect for every 10th, 11th, and 12th grader in high school. Really dives in deep about who they are, what their skills and interests are, and plugs them into what kind of career fields would be really good for them. It's a great way to really focus your high school as well as how to launch into adulthood. So I really recommend that class orienteering. That is how I got started into looking at the future of work. And it's been a really fascinating topic to me ever since. Because our kids are actually going to work in a future where there's jobs going on that have not been created yet or fields that are just now starting to burgeon. And so it's exciting. There's a lot of cutting edge technology going on and some of the results of what's going to happen next in the future work might surprise you. So before we really dive into what are some of the industries in the future, I want to just look at career stages. Your kids are probably going to go through six distinct career stages and preparing our kids for what's coming is going to really help us understand how to prepare them well for those different stages. One of the first stages is high school. And a lot of us don't think about high school as really a stage of their career. But if we utilize it and maximize it well, it can really be an important piece of launching them successfully into the next stage of their career path. So I'd really like you to consider and think about high school as really one of the most foundational pieces of the career stages that your students will go through. At True North Home School Academy, we do offer academic advising, and we have a lot of freebie events and things like that. But if you are not sure how to maximize high school as a place to really get your kids ready for what's next in their career life, then reach out to us. We'd love to help you. And we do have we do have academic advising as well as some classes that would really be helpful to you and your student. High school is the first career stage. Launching as an adult is the next, and that can include college or vocational tech. It might include entrepreneurship or internships. It doesn't have to include college, but that can be an important piece. Then you have early career, which is where most of us think we're really beginning our career, right? But if we really utilize the high school years and the young adult years, they can be well on their way to a successful career where a lot of students are just starting their careers in their, in their early to mid, late 20s. You have early career, mid-career, late career, and then retirement. So those are the stages of careers. Just something to think about, just a little groundwork there before we really jump in. Let's talk a little bit about today's workforce. Today's workforce is quad-generational. What do I mean by that? I mean that there are four different generations that work together right now. They have different values, different motivations, different work styles. Work is changing. 
based on those generations. And as older generations retire and newer generations move up, the workforce obviously changes with those various values, motivations, and work styles as they come into play more and more. But right now, work is becoming less structured and more agile. What I mean by agile is that employees are more often than not independent contractors. They are very results driven. They're usually hired for a job. They get in, they get their thing done, they get out. Workers want more flexibility and agility in how, when, and where they work. That is the agile workforce that I'm referring to. Um, as I just said, employees want more flexibility and immediacy. They want jobs now. They want to move. They want flexibility. They want to go to the next thing after they've seen uh, results. It's, again, a results-driven workforce. Customer expectations, the other side of that, customer expectations are growing. Customers want immediacy and response, and they want their, their needs met, like, right now. All of us in the service-based industry and probably all of us in the product-based industry are realizing that more and more because customers can reach out and touch us in so many various ways. They can private message. They can do social media. They can call. They can do the website. There's very many ways, so many different ways that customers can reach out, and they want what they're looking for to happen for them right away. Technology is accelerating the pace of business. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But that's something to bear in mind as we're training our kids. As some of us have kids who are just actually, let's face it, they're just slow. They might be really deliberate learners, deliberate processors. And that doesn't mean there's not a really solid place for them in the workforce and the workplace coming up. It just means that that's something to be aware of. That technology is accelerating the pace of business. It's accelerating the demands being made on the workers. And if you have a slow, deliberate processor or learner or worker, you're going to want to take that into account as you think about high school, um, launching into adulthood and early career. Okay, so let's talk about what economies will play a role in the future. I'm going to go over these a little bit more in depth, but I just want to give you a broad overview. There will be the big tech economy, the precision economy, the exodus economy, the empath economy and the gig economy. What's the big tech economy? I bet you can guess a couple of these. First of all, robotics and automation. Um, we're gonna see more drone deliveries. We're gonna see more driverless cars. I live out in the middle of nowhere. I would, I would welcome that, honestly. Um, so robotics and automation are going to pick up. We're gonna see more and more developments in those industries. Um, some cutting edge technology is on the horizon. Exciting stuff happening. Um, artificial intelligence is the next big tech economy that is really a burgeoning field. It's going to affect transportation, medical industry, finance, healthcare, education, and urban planning. Very little will go untouched by artificial intelligence. 3D printers are on the rise. 3D printing is changing industries across the board. So they just actually um, did a 3D printing of an ear and attached it to a person. They're, they're 3D printing internal organs. That's just in medicine. Some of the technology advancements that are going on because of 3D printing is just phenomenal. It's really worth looking at. Very exciting stuff and, and sometimes concerning too. But uh, 3D printing is definitely going to change the face of the world. Um, cultures will become more inclusive, flexible, boundaryless, and, and like Richard Florida says, more spiky cultures. 
Um, I like Richard Florida's What's Your City? It's a really great book. And it talks about spiky cultures. And spiky cultures have to do with industry, education, um, how many races are. And, and it just really talks about all the different pieces of a culture and how diverse it is, is really what they're talking about with spiky. Now, spiky cultures aren't always good or always bad. It's just a definition. But again, Richard Florida's book, What's My City? As these big tech economies explode, we're going to see more spiky cultures. Okay, so we've got the big tech economy, and we also have the precision economy. Um, the precision economy has to do with sensors and really getting in tight on what's happening. Sensors are going to be more widely adapted for business. Again, the expansion of data will require more analysts. There's so much data flowing, coming, and going, and big, uh, small, everybody's using data. And we hear about the logarithm all the time. That's data. Behavioral scientists and gamification experts, they're going to really get the most out of people and the most out of um, industry, the most out of machines. But with that, there is also going to be this backlash from people where they're going to actually need digital detoxing. So behavioral scientists and gamification experts, that's going to be a burgeoning field with the precision economy, as well as digital detoxers as they help people reconnect with the fact that they're human and we can't all be driven hard all the time. Okay, so we have the big tech economy, the precision economy. Now we have the exodus economy. Consumer capitalism is about to take another possible hit with the recession. People are looking for sustainable lifestyle. Recession will hit industries based on consumer spending. So we're gonna see more upcycling and community energy. Upcycling just means reusing old stuff in new ways, and community energy means sustainable energy. So if you're somebody who likes to take the old and make it new, that is going to continue to be a burgeoning type of economy. Along with all this precision and tech and, um, you know, just like really making the most of everything, the empath economy is also going to expand. Tech will be stewarded and managed by IT people. Managers and automation will take over many dull, dirty, and dangerous jobs. I don't really buy that they'll take over all of them because not everybody can afford a robot or a computer um, to the degree that we're talking about here. But all that being said, living high tech is going to force us to embrace emotional work. And who are the people who manage emotional work? Educators, spiritual leaders, mental health workers, and emotional care workers, and entertainment. So during the last uh, world war, the three industries that really exploded were alcohol, entertainment, and makeup. That's because when things get really tough, um, people go for entertainment, people go for what makes them feel feel good. And that's not going to be any different in the future as it has been in the past. So entertainment, mental health care, and emotional care workers, spiritual leaders, and educational workers are going to be more important than ever before. You're going to see new industries being created with the personal brand and digital detox consultants. So in-store influencers, rather than salespeople, um, your Instagram influencer, et cetera, they're going to have detailed insider information on brands. That's going to become more mainstream. So the influencers are not going anywhere. They are here to stay, and they're an important part of the sales force coming up, as they have been in the recent future. Now, you've heard me talk about the gig economy before. The gig economy is a labor market characterized by short-term contracts and freelance work. There's some real pros to gig economy. 
Um, many of us are working in the gig economy. If we're an independent contractor, we're already in the gig economy, right? Employees are in control of their own schedule, where they work, who they work for, et cetera. They get to choose the work. They have a lot of flexibility and variety, and they can work in their field of interest or passion. That's that's fantastic. The cons are often inconsistency and no benefits. And I just want to say, I really believe that most of our kids are going to work in the gig economy. So even if they're not like what would be considered a natural entrepreneur, we need to give them the skills of entrepreneurship because they are probably going to be uh, working in a field where they can do, they can have a side hustle, they can work a gig. Um, I have my grandma's watch from GTE after working at GTE for 35 years, you know, they gave her a gold watch. GTE was bought out by Verizon. So some of you might not even recognize that name of that phone company there. Those days are pretty much over. Many of us are going to be working in a gig economy where we go from gig to gig to gig, just like musicians have for years and years. And so with that, we can make a lot more money than we might have been able to, but we have to pay our own benefits, et cetera, et cetera. So there's pros and cons of the gig economy. However you feel about it, it's something to think about in regards to our kids. We need to prepare them to be working in a gig economy with all of the benefits, all the pros and all the cons of that. So future workers need to have some pretty basic across the board skills. Okay. They need to know how to upskill. That means if they don't know something, they need to know how to learn and have the curiosity and ability to go, hmm, I can figure this out. They need to have the ability to reskill. They need to have a zeal for lifelong learning. Let me just say something. I started True North Homeschool Academy when I was over 50. And there's a lot about tech and a lot about online learning that I didn't know at that point. I've learned a lot as I've gone. And I I read years ago, hire people, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. So that's actually, (laughs) I'm pretty good at doing that because there's some really amazing smart people in the world. Um, But our kids are going to have to know how to do that. They're going to have to know how to take what they know and build on it, reskill. And they're going to have to know how to take what they know and upskill. And they're going to have to know how to do that quickly. They're going to have to have fantastic communication skills because they are going to work in a gig economy that is global. That means they might be in a Zoom meeting with people from different continents who have different value systems, different religions, different languages, different thought processes, and their ability to communicate, to listen well, to be curious about other people is more important than ever before. Plus, again, like I've said before, there's just so many ways people can communicate with each other. Just let's talk about social media. I mean, there's Instagram and and TikTok. I don't even want to name them all because I'm going to miss most of them. But there's so many ways to reach out and touch someone. And if our kids have good communication skills, they're going to be able to do that really well with efficiency and um, hopefully with winsomeness, right? Uh, We really need to teach our kids critical thinking skills because it's going to be really hard to upskill and reskill and communicate well if you can't critically think. And critical thinking skills gets down to logic, the way things work, natural law. I'd really love for you guys to go listen to the series my husband and I did on authentic versus synthetic values because we really talk about natural law a lot in there. Critical thinking skills have to do with point of view and worldview. Because if I have a worldview that's radically different than a Judeo-Christian worldview, my critical thinking skills are going to reflect that. 
So critical thinking skills are more important than ever before. We offer informal and formal logic as well as Latin and other classes that are really going to teach your kids critical thinking skills well and how to, how to critically think in a deep way, a deep level. So something can be valid and not true. That is something you learn in logic, and that goes to the critical thinking skills. We want our kids to be able to go, hmm, that's a valid point, but not true. That true is in a capital T. So future workers are going to need to know critical thinking skills more than ever before. I would really encourage you to have some logic classes in place in your homeschool, especially as they enter into high school. Collaboration skills. These are all soft skills. You guys, you know, we did a whole year of focusing on soft skills at this podcast where we took one month and focused on a soft skill. So go back and listen to the, the podcast on the communication skills and critical thinking skills and collaboration skills. Teamwork, again, is going to be more important than ever before. I really feel like one of the greatest evangelism tools our kids can really learn and that they'll have to offer the world coming up is the art of small talk, the art of friendship, the art of loyalty. These are collaboration skills that are quickly waning in a world that you can just ghost someone, that you can block someone. And having these skills that seem so basic at my grandparents' age, having the ability to make small talk in a way that was clear boundaries, but you were definitely communicating important information to each other, they they couldn't even probably imagine that. So collaborative skills are going to be more important than ever before. And then last but not least, creativity. And creativity can take many, many forms. You can be a visual creative. You can be an online creative. You can be a linguist and a creative. There's so many ways to be creative, but creativity is going to be a skill that's more important than ever before because the ability to upskill and pivot and reskill and have a zeal for lifelong learning is really going to be about how creative are you? How creatively can you think? How creatively can you get out of this box that you might feel like you're in forever? And so that's going to be an, a skill that's going to be really important. I really believe that the arts are so important. We all know that when the pandemic hit, what did everybody turn to? They turned to movies and food and cooking. And that is because when things get tough, people want comfort. They want entertainment in a way that's edifying. And so creativity, never been a better time to be a creative person. And it's a great time in high school to really hone your creative skills. Write a novel. We're offering a, a class called Who Done It by Meredith Curtis. She has a podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, too. And she's going to be teaching this class live online. The kids are going to write an entire novel in a year. Um, take some classes in art. We have fantastic art classes at True North Homeschool Academy. You can find them elsewhere. But really hone your kids' creative skills, even if they don't think they're a creative person or they don't seem naturally creative. Creativity is skill-based. So just like just like there are basic tools to writing, there's basic tools to playing music, there's basic tools to singing. We offer these classes um, at True North. There's basic skills to drawing. There's basic skills to decorating. There's basic skills to event planning. Teach our kids those basic skills. And then maybe they'll take off with it. Maybe they won't, but at least they have those skills in their toolbox. So let's move on for a minute. Okay, so we've talked about some foundational soft skills. I want to talk about some foundational digital skills that your kids are going to need for the future of work. They are going to need to know programming. And by this, I don't necessarily mean that they're going to have to program with code. 
But just like we just added a new learning management system at True North Homeschool Academy, we're offering our students a password protected community. We're using a program called Blackbout. We didn't have to program it, but we had to build it. And so just giving your, your kids some exposure to programming web and app development, even if they don't end up programming a, an entire programmer, they're not actually doing coding, it's going to be really helpful to them. Also, business analysis, this gets back to precision. There's so many analytics out there in the world, Google Analytics, Facebook Analytics. You can have a lot of analytics without spending any money at your disposal. And teaching your kids how to understand those and use them to their benefit um, is going to just put them, it's going to position them really well for the future. I would also say design and data visualization, project management, product management, digital marketing, social media, and data science and data analytics. Now, a lot of this stuff, some of you with younger kids are going, wait, what? Digital marketing, data science, and data analytics? No, I'm not saying do this with kindergartners unless they show like it's in your home and they have a bent for it. But I'm just saying, be aware that these are digital skills. Your kids will most likely be using some piece of as they grow older and enter the job field. And so I would even just say like digital marketing, hey, we offer a Photoshop class. Have them take Photoshop. Social media, um, you can have them get on Pinterest and just start a business on Etsy and play around with it a little bit. They don't have to make a lot of money, but they're going to be learning a lot of skills. We're also offering an entrepreneurship class. I'm super excited about it this fall. Go check it out at TrueNorthHomeSchoolAcademy.com. Okay, let's move on to business skills. Your kids are going to need to know some business skills. Human intelligence and decision making. This gets back to critical thinking. Adaptive thinking and problem solving. Your kids really need to know um, and have some social intelligence and virtual collaboration skills. Cognitive load management. Wow, what does that mean? I, I did a workshop a couple of weeks ago with um, a group of working homeschool moms. And I said to them, have any of you ever gotten to the point where you're just like, you wake up in the morning and you're on just such overload. You think about what you have to do that day and you just go, no, I just can't. It's like your brain is just like, I'm done. That's what I mean by cognitive load management. These are business skills. And so we need to practice them ourselves. How do we give ourselves a break? How do we give our kids a break? How do we manage the load that is coming at us all the time? And then organization-wide service orientation. So how do we manage service at an organizational level? And again, these are not probably skills and tools that you're going to give your really young kids, but just something to think about as they grow older. So <laughs> this is a lot of information I've given you. I know that. How do we navigate the future for our kids? I, as always, encourage you guys to start with the end in mind and work backwards. So what kind of lifestyle does your student want to have? What kind of lifestyle are they called to have? Where do you see God have them in the world? Are they a, are they a technical person? Are they a people person? Are they a creative person? And so what I've done academic advising for almost a decade with homeschoolers all over the world. Um, from the profoundly gifted to the profoundly disabled and everybody in between. And one thing that I've noticed is that most parents really have a clear understanding of what their kids are good at, what their kids struggles with, and what would, and what would make sense for their kids to be doing. More so even than the kids have, because we have life experience under our belt. We understand people a little bit well better. 
we've been around the block, we've gotten our toes stepped on, we've taken some hits. And so we can apply all that information and knowledge to our kids because we know them. We can say, hey, I think this would be a good fit for you. Now, that doesn't mean we're right all the time or that our kids are going to do it. But I would say, sit down and talk with your kids about where you see them going. Sit down and pray with your kids. Do a class like the orienteering class at True Northam School Academy where they're doing a vocational tech and they're doing personal assessments and they're doing the Holland Code together and reading books on leadership and doing job shadowing. Do that kind of work with your kids or outsource them to a class that does and really help them figure out where their place is in this future world of work. You're going to need to assess the student, the resources you have available, and your location. Now, I have different resources available to my kids than you do uh, have available to yours. My husband and I have degrees. We know how to study. We know how to research. We know how to make connections and collaborate with people. But we're not really big into sports. So if you're big into sports family, you have resources we don't have. Make use of those. You are your kids' number one most natural, most profound resource in their life. Um, and so don't overlook what you bring to the table for your for your student and your kid. Help them make connections when it's appropriate. And really, really don't don't overlook that piece because it's so important. And then where you live, obviously, is going to bring different opportunities. We live in the country. My kids have had some really unique opportunities because of that. Um, if you live in the city you or by the ocean or in the mountains, you have really unique resources and opportunities, too. So don't overlook those resources and opportunities. All that together, take it all together and craft a clear plan. Uh, you're going to want to think about vocational training, physical training, emotional training, spiritual discipleship what kind of social skills your kids need to develop, soft skills and executive functioning skills. I, that might seem like a lot, but don't let it overwhelm you. Um, create a personalized learning plan for them. If you're not sure how, we'd love to help you. We do academic advising. And that's exactly what we do in the, in the academic advising. Craft a personalized learning plan for your kids. And I would say start with junior high if you can. If you're in the middle of high school, don't worry about it. Just start where you're at. Where do you see them after high school? Where do they see themselves? Plan how to get there, um, do it with the resources you have on hand, and then think about these things intentionally. Don't get overwhelmed by them, but just think about them intelligently as you're crafting that plan. Think about time and money, too, because we all have limited resources. And sometimes what's free costs a lot in time. Sometimes what costs a lot um, in, in money doesn't take much time. So you want to just think about that balance for your kids, too. Now, the state of higher education is changing radically. Go listen to my podcast on rethinking education. I'm not saying don't go to college or university. I'm just saying things are changing quickly and fast. So consider the cost and debt and calculate the return of investment on college debt. Consider the degree and job opportunities. Back here when I was talking about like 3D printing. 3D printing to your degree is going to set your kid up for way better success than a four-year degree in English with $100,000 in debt. So I'm not saying that don't follow your passions. I'm just saying um, follow a plan that allows you to make wise choices, both vocationally and financially. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The average student graduates from college, if and when they do, in six years, not four, with $37,000 in debt. So my advice to parents everywhere is go through college as quickly as possible with as little debt as possible. Um, another thing to think about in this post-pandemic world, if we're really in the post-pandemic part of it, is that 
new grads are competing with sidelined pandemic workers. That's something to really think about as your kids in our college are going through it. Four in 10 college grads are underemployed because of that. And that affects them five years into the future um, as they're most likely to remain stuck in mismatched jobs. So if they don't have a clear plan for college, it might be a good time to take a gap year, learn a foreign language, travel if you can, um, you know, learn welding or whatever, learn real world skills, Photoshop, um, audio or video editing, knitting and crocheting, learn real world skills instead of going to college and taking out $20,000 in debt. Just something to think about. So like I said before, we're offering a lot of full year classes and semester long classes at Turner North Hope School Academy to help set your kids up for success in this future world that they'll be living. The orienteering class is the vocational exploration class. We have a Life Skills 101. Really helps them understand budgeting and what kind of lifestyle they want. Can they afford an apartment or a car or a pet? Um, what kind of um, food are they going to eat? Are they going to have friends? It's a fantastic hands-on class, Life Skills 101. We're also offering personal finance, and that is a really fun class. It's a gamified Dave Ramsey. So think of Dave Ramsey with the game of life, and you've got our personal finance class. Entrepreneurship, photography and digital tech, video editing, and Photoshop. We also have a series of ebooks called the Young Professional Series that goes through professions like becoming a lawyer, a mental health worker, or a filmmaker. And it goes through in detail things that your students can do in high school to set them up for success as a future worker. Um, as always, we would love to hear from you at True North Home School Academy. You can always find us over at the Facebook page, True North Home School Academy, and our group, True North Home School Tribe. Um, we have great discussions about homeschooling books and everything related to kids and parenting over there. And you can always reach out to us through the website at TrueNorthHomeschoolAcademy.com. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, you guys. Take care, and I will talk to you next time. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.